0: I speak in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So Mike, a young seminarian, turns to God and says, Heavenly Father, so far today, Lord, I've done all right. I haven't gossiped, I haven't lost my temper haven't been greedy, grumpy, nasty, selfish, or overindulgent. I'm really glad about that. However, Lord, this is gonna get much harder from here on out. So please help me as I get out of bed and start my day. (laughs) Every service in the Book of Common Prayer includes the Lord's Prayer. And so it should. It's a direct connection with our Lord. And it can and should become part of the furniture of our mind. A prayer that's constantly there. One we can draw upon and use at any time. But what is prayer? Skepticism about faith abounds. And prayer, interestingly, is a key battleground. And I get it. The universe is enormous. The observable universe is approximately 92 billion light years across, and there's about a billion trillion stars. It's massive. And here in this gospel, we're invited to believe that the creator of all that is interested in you and me. And of course, using the phrase father, the parental image for creator is, is shocking. Our Muslim friends are very nervous about the identification of God with any aspect of creation. They never use a parent image for God. However, we do take the view that a parent at her or his best is a good model for God. Parents are the ones who are utterly and totally preoccupied with their children. Parents are the ones who desire the best for their children. Parents are the ones who want to encourage and help the child to find her or his better self. Parents are the ones who really feel the pain when the relationship with the child isn't good. Truly, if God loves us as a parent loves a child, then that is grace indeed. So you have this vast universe with the central claim that at its heart is love, seeking to be in relationship with us. If you frame prayer in that context, then you realize prayer is deeply serious work. We need to pause and have real focused time with God. C.S. Lewis muses on, the nature of prayer, and he likens it to a stage in a theater and explains all of us have different roles and different parts. You know, I'm a dean, I'm a spouse, I'm a father. All these different actors are on the stage. But in prayer, says Lewis, that's when the real I encounters reality. And in God, you encounter the author who invented us all, the producer who controls it all, and the audience who watches and judges the performance. Prayer properly understood is a journey beyond the various mass roles that we play. It's an encounter with authenticity and depth. It's sometimes painful, puzzling, and deeply nerve-wracking. Prayer will be a moment of deep, personal encounter, the real eye with reality. After this service, we will walk down to name an apartment building in honor of Paulie Murray. Buildings on this campus reflect a place in history. And so, for the first time, we're honoring a radical voice, a civil rights activist, a poet, an author, an Episcopal priest. She was a victim of racism when she was denied entry to a graduate program at the University of North Carolina by virtue of the color of her skin. She was a victim of sexism when she was denied entry to a graduate program at Harvard simply because of her gender. Sexism, and racism are deep crimes, deep sins. It is a denial of the gift of the resource of human life to the community, to the church, to the world. And sexism and racism persistently and ongoing violates, cripples and destroys. It takes depth, depth of character to overcome. She succeeds first because of Howard University, and then later because of the University of California, Berkeley. It was precisely because she knew the systemic power, racism and sexism, that she was in a position to name it, challenge it, and oppose it. And she did this work. Out of a deep place of faith. When you read the poetry of Pauline Murray, you sense and encounter a person who's done deep prayer. She is the one who brought the real eye to the encounter with reality. She's the one who confronted fear and oppression and engage with the God who loves. Perhaps this poem really does capture that soul which is centered and grounded on God and out of that place of prayer engages the world. And I love this poem because it captures the ease with which We use words, we use words of hatred, we use words just casually, and at the same time she captures the challenge of using words to express our deepest feelings, feelings of love, feelings of heartbreak and pain. So on this occasion, Paulie Murray must have the last word. We are spendthrifts with words. We squander them, toss them like pennies in the air. Arrogant words, angry words, cruel words, comradely words, shy words tiptoeing from mouth to ear but the slowly wrought words of love and the thunderous words of heartbreak, those we hoard. Amen.